Okay, we ready to start? Okay. So the top the topic at hand. The topic at hand we said is the idea of Bashar, which is the Yiddish word for uh, determined, destiny, chosen. The idea is that when we're looking to get married or we're looking to have stable, long-term relationships, is that God, the divine present or the divine providence, they, that plays a part in arranging that there's two people that are supposed to be together and they end up meeting and they end up, uh, their destinies to be together and they end up, and they end up meeting uh, under the auspices, so to speak, of, uh, of the guiding hand, God's, divi- God's guiding hand. That's the idea that we were fed, that we were taught. And the sources are, uh, the page that you have in front of you, are the sources, the source material for this idea. So after, after we read through these sources, we'll become experts on this topic, as much of an expert on this topic as anyone else. So we could, we could, we could glean our own conclusions and we'll have, we'll have, we can develop and formulate our own opinions irrespective, not dependent, not contingent on what anyone else thinks or says. So these are the sources in the Talmud. And one of them is from the beginning of Sota and one of them is from the middle uh, of, of Moed Katan. And what we're going to do is like this. Remember, we're crowdsourcing. So we're going to read. Now we never try this. It's a big crowd. We'll see if we can do it. We're going to read and we're going to see what ideas jump out at us. Or what the, on one hand, what the general theme, what the general theme of, of the passage, of the, uh, of, of, the, of, the, of the snippet that we're reading from, what the theme, the overall theme is, and then also specifically, I want everyone to try to analyze as much as possible, um, the, 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 you know, try to find questions, or try to find inconsistencies, or try to find um, whatever you can to try to analyze it and try to see what it means. Okay. You ready for this, Dahlia? Sure. Yeah? Okay. Okay. When Reish Lakish started his discourse on Tractate Sota, he said, quote, Providence only matches a woman for a man with regard to his actions. This is Rashi, the parentheses are Rashi. A modest woman for a righteous man and an immodest woman for a wicked man. So the first thing, off the bat, we have a, a, a brand new idea. And that is that there is this divine, quote-unquote, matchmaker who is putting two people together. And what it says is, is that, he's, that this, this power, or this entity, is going to hook people up, hitch people, if you will, vis-a-vis with regards to their actions. Question, Jason. When Rich Lockish got hooked up initially, Ooh. his actions, he was not exactly in the height of his actions in his life. Tell us more. Um, okay, uh, so the story with Rachel Lockish is basically that he was a bandit. Uh, he led a group of people that would basically do very, do, you know, rob other people, do not to nice other people. And one day basically he saw this rabbi um, bathing and he was given a hard time and he goes, it's a rabbi, someone on the lines of, you know, you're so, you're so, um, you know, you're so beautiful, you should use your looks for women. He turned around and said, you know, you should be so smart, you should use your intelligence for Torah, I believe, something along those lines there. And eventually, um, the Rish Lakish um, got hooked up with the rabbi's um, sister, and then he became quite a scholar. But he wasn't quite the scholar when the initial um, match was made with uh, the rabbi's wife. You know what, Jason? Is that roughly accurate? No, well, that's a good point. I didn't actually think about this. This is what I mean by crowdsourcing. 
because the guy in question, the author of this statement himself, when he got married, he he was he said his his wife was a sister of Yochanan, right? She must have been a, a righteous, modest, whatever person. Uh, while he was the king of thieves. Interesting. I did not think of that point. I like. Yeah, that. but he only got to marry her because he was committed to starting to learn Torah. But certainly, when the, the match was made, he was not a man of actions. That when when the actual when the actual the marriage term was contingent on becoming a man of Torah, but certainly at the time when the first offer was made by Rabbi Yochanan, at that point he was de- he had not done he was still um, leading. I mean, Maybe it goes by like the path you're on. He he at that point made the decision to switch to a path of being a righteous person. He did have the actions though at that point though. That's my point. Well, what does action mean? That's another question. Well, so, see, I, I love the, uh, the back and forth. I feel like I'm back in, in yeshiva. <laughs> so the statement here is, is an incredible idea. Not only, it means this is, there's, there's two things that are happening here. Not only is there a predetermined or preferred or uh, chosen uh, match, but it is tailored towards a person's actions. Which means if, if the guy acts a certain way, then the parallel would be his, his spouse, and, and the opposite would be true as well. Because not only are, is there a predetermined, um, uh, or the divine sets up two people to meet, and there's like, quote-unquote, the right person for you, the bashert, if you will, part of my Yiddish, but that is also tailored specifically towards, to, to the actions of a person. Okay. Because I would hope that, at least, you know, for, for myself and my husband, we complement each other. We bring out the best in each other. We can also bring out the worst in each other. I won't lie to you here. But we bring out the best <laughs> Eliana, tell us more. Tell us more. But, you know, you hope that you're with someone who encourages you to become a better a better Jew, someone who is more devoted to Torah. And this is something that... that you may start out one place together, and one person may lean one direction, another person may lean another, but you hope that you come together, you have... Converge, yeah. balance. Well, I have a different question, because I know couples where they're not on the same level at all. Mm-hmm. So, there, there seems to be a problem if we're saying that people get hooked up vis-a-vis their level, and they're balanced. Like, if he's righteous, she's righteous, or if he's righteous, she's modest, which is the equivalent, which is also a curious thing, right? That's what Rashi says, which I thought someone would mention that. It's a curious thing. He's righteous, she's modest. He's wicked, she's immodest. What, it would seem like the barometers are not, not I, equal, I, right? I thought this will never come, come to my life uh, again, but uh, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I saw one somebody saying, I, and I feel embarrassed for because it may sound very sexist, but He's a very, 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 very religious guy who says, Oh, yeah, I want to marry a Manchuba so I can form her into what I want her to be. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he did. Uh, I don't understand. Why? Basically, a very religious guy that said, I want to marry a Manchuba so I. So he could form, like. So, so, so he yeah, mold, mold her. Mold her. Take mold her? Mold her. Like, like, Observance? Because he wants like an innocent. Oh. So, 
Okay, but I know people who want to do crazy things. I mean, that's, that's right. That's a lot of people want to do insane things. No, like, I, mean, I have I have friends who says he's only married someone who's blonde or or fill in the blank. Right? No, people say what they want to do, which is another important point. What if someone wants to do something that's against these quote unquote rules? What hap- What happens then? I mean, this is this is exactly what I'm talking about. We're trying to figure out what the what the message, what the lesson is, and these questions all help us clarify. Um, clarify what the, what, what's actually happening. So I, I'm saying. So the, line, the finish. The, the previous point was that we sometimes see uh, in relationships where there indeed is a very big chasm or difference or um, between him and her. Either way, so that seems to be inconsistent with what Rishlak is is saying. Brian, I have a question. Um, it says that it's about about the fetus. So oh, oh, getting ahead of the, the oh, oh, too far? Yeah, we're not okay. to there yet. <laughs> calm down. Yeah, Brian, calm down. Brian is always rushing. When we get to the feet and stuff. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Fine. So this is a statement, and we have a lot of questions on it. Correct? Anyone has any other questions? <laughs> Stephanie, how are we doing? Any questions? No. <laughs> okay. Too many. Too many? So give us one. <laughs> okay. Lighter. Weiter, okay. So that's the statement of Reish Lakish, that n- not only do people, is there a divine uh, process in putting two people together, but also uh, the, the, the way we choose, it's tailored uh, uh, as per the, the, the actions, uh, the merit, the uh, righteousness, so to speak, of the two people involved. Okay. Uh, as it says, and he brings a source from it, from the Psalms, from the rod of uh, wickedness shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous. Now, I typed this. I may have made mistakes. I didn't read it over, but I hope it's... Uh... Okay, fine. That's his statement. Clear? Good? Yeah? Everyone's good? Weiter. Okay. Weiter is Yiddish for... Uh, moving. Further. Further. Moving right along. Okay. Rab- so, continues the Gemara. Continues the Talmud. Rabbah, the grandson of Hana, said, And it is as difficult to match them as splitting the sea. As it says, God settles the solitary into a family. He releases those bound in fetters. I don't even know what fetters means. Anyone knows what fetters means? Jessica? Fetters? Chains. Huh? Chains? That's what it means? Chains. Okay. Chains. Ryan's, we have Ryan. Chains. Okay. So this is another idea. It means, oh, this is, it adds another element of, of, Peculiarity, if you will. Huh? S&M or what? What does S&M mean? Biter. I'm so sorry. What is it? I don't know. I didn't hear what it says. I don't know what I said. It's a lie. I'm so sorry. So, I missed that. Okay. So... Uh, so uh, th- this guy is adding, he's adding an additional additional point. He's saying, it's difficult to do it like the splitting in the sea. Strange. What's he saying? What's he talking about? Moving right along. Okay, so that's the idea. We have, we have, we have one idea that we, we put people together based on the righteousness. And number two, this is difficult, but like the splitting of the sea. Uh, is this true? Now the Gemara is going to contend, or the Talmud is going to contend. Talmud and Gemara, this is the same word, by the way. One's in, one's in Hebrew, one's in Aramaic. Um, so the Talmud contends, is that true? Is the divine oversight governing matchmaking decided based upon righteousness and wickedness? But Rabbi Yehuda says, in the name of Rav, 40 days prior to the formation of 
the fetus, a prophetic announcement is declared, the daughter of so-and-so is designated for this fetus, and such-and-such such field is designated for him. I.e., it is predetermined before the righteousness of the child is known who is to be his mate. You see the problem, Jill? We have another statement that says that there is some sort of prophecy or some degree of prophecy that announces the, uh, the mate of an unborn child. Now, before a child is born, the righteousness of the child is not known. We don't know if the child will be, will be righteous or righteous or not. That's up to his or her decision making. So how could it be that one person, the, 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 the divine providence that directs a person towards a certain spouse can be both based upon righteousness and be, be predetermined? Those things are mutually exclusive. But is the mutual exclusivity between... Are the two fetuses mutually exclusive? Are the two souls mutually exclusive? Mm. It, for instance, what I'm trying to say is that can one's righteousness affect the soulmate's righteousness? Can one's religious obligation affect the other's religious obligation? Obviously without knowing it. But you're saying this is this is before they're born? No, this is after they're born. What I'm saying is that in order for it to make sense and connect, it has to it can't be like the two souls have to be connected somehow. And what I'm saying is that those souls have to be connected in such a sense that um, if one is wicked, the other one is gonna somehow in some form of faith connect to that. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> like if something's happening to one soul, it's happening to the other. So basically, the souls are tied together, time. so if one goes one not way, not necessarily will make it at the same time, maybe not at the same time, but when they meet, I guess. Yeah. Right. Oh, awesome. oh. So, so if I think like having basically yeah. two yeah. souls, two yeah. souls yeah. are basically tied together, maybe like by like uh, rubber band sorts, like one goes this way, the other one is trying to get pulled. Right. Right. Is one an accomplice? An accomplice. Can you repeat it again? Sorry. <laughs> You're not nice to I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> so basically... You want to say that one soul could... Like, my soul could influence high soul, is that what we're saying? Right. Like it's not Now that we're married, 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 post married? No, before. Because no, if they're, they're meant to be married, together, they have to be doing the same thing. This is the whole concept of the shirt. This is the whole concept of a soulmate. That... That, yeah, it's being announced before we're born who we're supposed to find for that future. But um, what I'm also saying is that it can't be mutual, it, it can't be two exclusive souls. Like, they have to be connected somehow in order for that wicked, righteous, religious, not religious, all so, that stuff to So, so you're, you're trying to reconcile these two statements by saying. That by the mere fact that we're announcing that these two souls are compatible or a partner soul, sister souls, if you will, uh, therefore, by definition, they'll be they'll be either wick, both wicked or both righteous. Right? Is that what you're trying to say? Um, somehow to balance, not necessarily both. Yeah, the but the, the problem is, is that we have one, one statement. We have one statement that says that the souls that get put together, soulmates, if you will, are based upon righteousness. And the other opinion says that's, that, that the soulmates are determined or um, 
the divine influence on who should be the soulmate, who should be the soulmate, is determined by um, fate or by uh, something which by a prophecy. Prophecy that's before b- before the righteousness is known. So that's the problem. As the, the souls mature separately or together, you don't know that it balances one, one another. If someone chooses to go on a path, really, someone chooses to go on a really, really certain path, and the other soul is going to have to follow in some way. Right. That's oh, what you're saying. Interesting. Right. But that, that means that each one of them is sort of bound like, means because they're soulmates, they end up being either both righteous or both, or both wicked. Or similar. It could be opposites, too, depending on. Yeah, but, but in the context of the two statements, in the context of the two statement, uh, statements, that's what we're trying to figure out. In the context of these two, two, I mean, two statements. Here's the, other, here's the other thing. You don't necessarily end up ma- marrying or having a future with, with that. But sure, it doesn't necessarily happen. We know that. Agreed. So, I mean, hypothetically, it could be. Agreed. Interesting. But there's also such a thing as being a sure that I'm here but not up there. That you may think may think that you appeal to each other and whatnot, but but you know ultimately it could not be right match. I don't think so. <laughs> Slug it out. What do you say, Dahlia? What, what were you going to say? You just started no, no, saying. No, 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 I was just clarifying something. Oh, okay, Claire. Okay, so let's let's see let's see how the everyone does everyone understand uh, how what like the conflict of these two statements according to the Talmud? Claire, good. So what is the answer? What's the answer? Okay, it's not a question. We're answering the question. Here it is referring to the first match, and here it is referring to the second match. Now, here is where all hell breaks loose. <laughs> now, when we're talking about marriage and all hell breaks loose, not a good thing. Okay, but in this statement, this one statement of Talmud, fireworks erupt because no one seems to have clarity in what the statement means. We're saying that the statement of Rish Lakish, which says that the divine, uh, the divine arrangement of a marriage, so to speak, or the divine uh, orchestration of a marriage is determined by actions. While we have um, Rabbi Yehuda say that the divine orchestration of marriage is determined before the ch- children are even born. So we're saying these are two separate instances. One of them is the first match. One of them is the second match. What does first match or second match mean? I'm going to present y'all with my opinion because there are other opinions. But my opinion is brought down by the Ibis, the great uh, 18th century scholar. So it is uh, substantiated. But he says like this, and I think this is, the, this is the crucial point of the night. And that's like this. First match means the ideal match. And this is what Jessica brought up. According to this piece of Talmud, and as substantiated by the verse in Genesis that talks about a soul... Having how many parts? Two. Two parts. One male and one female. And, and every soul that we have is really half a soul. And the perfect match, the perfect match is this other soul, like a jigsaw puzzle. You have the two pieces that they fit together and they're really, they're really two, two parts of, of, of two halves of one whole, so to speak. And... In the first, uh, the ideal situation is where this prophecy, what's this prophecy talking about? The prophecy says this, you know, these, the, 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 this, this child um, or these two children, they're supposed to be together. It means that their souls are sister souls. They're supposed to be together. 
Okay? But what happens if what happens if one of the members goes askew? One of them doesn't toe the line. One of them either improves. The, the idea being here is like this. You have two people heading in a, in a certain direction, right? Because their souls are, are, you know, trying to, compelling them in a certain direction, okay? So they really should be at the same line, because, you know, they're, they're, they're soulmates, so to speak, and they should be going together. That, that's, the, that's the first match, that's the, idea, that's the ideal situation. What happens if one of the partners doesn't toe the line and either improves or gets downgraded, right? How do you say the opposite of improves? Regress. Deproves? I'm sorry, I almost said deproves. Digress. Digress. Digresses. Regresses. Regresses. If one, if one of the, if one of the souls does either improves or regresses, then at that point they they don't no longer have parity with their soul and they're incompatible with their soul parcel. And then we have a tremendous challenge because then we have two souls that we have to find a compatible soul, not organically, not. Um, the way it's supposed, not ideally, but to find where the, that person is holding at that junction in his, in his or her life, and they have to find someone who's holding on a compatible level. And that is a very difficult process, and as difficult as the splitting of the sea. I.e., what does that mean? The splitting of the sea is the epitome of a supernatural event. There's nature, there's the laws of nature, and then something, a miracle happens, and something supernatural outside of the confines of nature occurs. Naturally, we're supposed to be hooked up with our soulmate. Our soul is supposed to connect perfectly in the ideal world, first match, with our sister soul, with a soul partner, with the, uh, the other half. Problem is, when we are no longer compatible with that half, either because, because e- either one of the souls went either, you know, either up or down, either improved or regressed, then we have to come with some supernatural or unnatural, if you will, way of acclimating two souls that aren't really supposed to be together. So that is, in my opinion, what this Talmud is saying. Indeed, the divine orchestration of souls, the whole idea of Bashar, exists. But how and where does it exist? What are the parameters of, of this idea? And they exist in two different ways. Either, ideally, we have two souls that are supposed to be together. They're two halves of one whole. Fill in every cliche that you've heard, right? One plus one equals one. Uh, we complete each other. Match.com. J-date. Right? All... That, and and, and, and that, that is indeed a, a true idea. It's a, tr- it's, a, it's, a, it's a substantiated classical Jewish idea in, in classical Jewish philosophy that a soul, like like it says in the beginning of Genesis, every soul is really a male and a female. And every one of us, being either male or female, has half a soul, and somewhere, uh, somewhere in this vast universe exists the perfect match, the perfect companion. Right, the perfect, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the perfect and ideal uh, partner for us. Problem is, or the reality is, is that 
we can influence, we can change, we can improve, or we can regress. We can, we can become more wicked. Wicked is a bad word for us, but we can uh, become less righteous. less righteous, and therefore our souls are no longer compatible, and then the divine orchestration of our soul has to take on another another reality where we have to find a soul that, that, that is on par or close to par, and that's difficult. That's as difficult as splitting the sea because that's an unnatural process. Stephanie. Um, so, like, it seems, because every person that's born is going to do some kind of movement, you know? Either, not, people don't usually just, I don't know. The, the, the Migration. Person, right, so it seems like it's almost, meaning, it seems like the miracle almost is that anyone would find the, that, because you don't, if two souls are born, they have totally... Free will. There's no mm. way to know how it's going to like. Everybody, they're going to go the exact same at the same time. Within, keep it like, within reason. <laughs> within a margin of error. Like, 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 you talk to any married person who's ever been married, mm. and they say that they're not exactly, you know, but they're close enough if it works out. Uh, you know, um, and the point, the point that um, that Eliana, I think Eliana brought up, is is is, uh, is a very important one. This is a, this, I'm thinking, this is a really broad concept. But I think we could do it. I think we could do it. Uh, but the point that Eliana brought up is that what if someone says that they don't want to follow the rules? They don't want to have their... They want to decide for themselves. Then they're entitled to do so. Correct? Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying, um, where's the margin of error? So let, let's give, give yourself room for, for some sort of margin of error. Okay? Um, and, um, but I, I, I want to... I like to view... The, the question of the night. What's the question of the night? No one's asked it yet. I was hoping you were going to ask that. How about when, animals? When he talk, huh? How about animals? Animals. Is that the question? Uh, <laughs> how do you find it? Um, how do you find it? That's a good question. And that was one of the questions. Um, when he's talking about migration, I, th- I thought that was going to be the question. Well, how do you find? How do you know where to find this? What does it mean? You, that the, start at different you don't. Believe huh? Well, how does that work? That's that's exactly the word. The word, the word of the night. Maybe um, this person who you get based on your actions is he the bashar from the first? Well, well, that is what what Jessica wanted to say. No. Right. Yeah, you said that it doesn't have you to know, be, but it could be. On the same level to start, but yeah. Um, By taking that big jump in whichever direction, you might end up getting closer to your. Well, if they told the line, then it's fine. If they both head in the same direction, what if they had they head in different directions? Yeah, but there, but the soul doesn't change. You can't change your soul. You can't trade it in. You can't go to Dave's uh, shop and trade in your soul and get a new a new one. Actually, you could. That's called death. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but if if, you, if if there is such you know such, value. such a belief in the rage that could develop. Yeah, which is which is Yiddish for the Almighty runs the world. Or like he runs the show. So runs the show. So if you believe in that, then you know when the you know when the situation such as divine providence is called, it will appear to you that at the right time, at the right moment, you all these things combined together will point you into the direction of the right person. Yeah, so this is exactly where I want to head, ahead to. So I think we reached, we, we finished the, yeah, we'll get to Gary. We finished the, the realm of the theory where we're trying to see how this works out for, in, practically for us. That's where everyone's supposed to wake up. Like. 
the realm of theory we understand or we don't understand, but the, the ideas are laid out in front of us. But practically, uh, like you said, how do we how do we exercise? It? How does this work? What if someone doesn't want it? What, you know, how, how does how does this involve with with someone's uh, you know whims, wants, wills, and desires? But then they're not your soulmate. If, if how do you know your soulmate? Not, how do you practically? We all. You, you don't, you might everyone know. here. No, no, there's no way to know. No, everyone no here. Down and telling um, <laughs> everyone here who's not married at one point most likely wants to get married. Correct? Correct. No one wants to screw up. Correct? Everyone wants to make sure. Everyone. It depends how much adventurous you are. How much what? How, how adventurous you are. How adventurous you are. So the, yes, flip side, Gary. You're telling us that everybody has their own soulmate. Yes. Okay, so I have a soulmate picked out for me. Not picked out, it's just a reality. It's the other half okay, of your soul. There, there's a soulmate for me. Indeed. Yes. So, um, How do you find her? Why can't I just sit back and let them, uh, let it just happen? So that's, that's one question. You want to wait. Wait and see. Yeah, but that's not how the that's not how the world works. I mean, like, if you say like, oh, God will provide, you stay at home, God will provide. Well, that's, that's you don't, point. you don't. Uh, like that. You know, the best, I think, the best example is like two magnets, and you know, it's far away enough from each other, but you keep putting them close, and finally they come together. That's kind of the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Just because you have a bashir, just because you have a soulmate, is it guaranteed that you're supposed to come across them before death? So you want to know how do you meet them? That's the question. It is a guarantee that you're supposed to come across them. Do they have a soulmate? That's a good question. What are the people that never find that? Uh, what if they'll never find one? What about the people that never find it? What about the people who never find it? Or don't see it when it's there. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Brian, Brian, it's possible. It's possible. Dolly, say it again. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what she's saying is that it's possible that everyone finds it, but because they're not, they don't, they, you know, they don't have the you know receptors on, or they would, they don't, they're not cognizant of it, or they they find it, and they don't, they don't grab the opportunity, and they lose it. I Means it's possible to get it, and and uh, and 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 to lose it. Is but, it possible? Or less? Does it come back? You know, if it's well, that close, is it, is it possible for you know. not? It's not going to smack you like right in the face. And also, like, that. You know? It might smack you, but you might just turn around and, and, and run for your life. Or <laughs> nice. you might, uh... <laughs> but then that's also, like, if there's two souls, then one person's well-being in that way very much depends on what this other person supposedly does. Because, you know, let's say one person is living their life in an, an ideal way, and the other is, so that's going to affect well, the soul that, that doesn't, that's, like, has... Yeah, but, but either way... Okay, we said that there's two ways that there can be an orchestration of our soul, uh, of our mate. Either it's the ideal way, which we call first match, which is this is my sister's soul, right? Correct? Mm-hmm. Or it's in a secondary or less optimal way where uh, either one of the, of the members involved, um, they're, on di- you know, they're, they're, they're on different plateaus, and therefore each one of them needs someone who's, who's more comparable to, to where they're holding. Uh, in life, 
and, uh, and, and there's a divine orchestration for that. Means either way, Stephanie, wherever you're holding, wherever your soulmate is holding, there's someone who is good for you, or maybe someone's who are good for you, to, for, you know, who are proper for you, which are in your, you know, in, in, the, in that margin of error. Sometimes it tastes really bad. No. No. And either way, either way, we have what's called this divine orchestration. The question is... Yeah, but specifically, but where else do you have... Where else do you have in such sources that, oh, it's... No, 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 this is the, more, this is the most clear out of everything that we do in life that, that this thing exists. And that takes place. I mean, it's the, it's the strongest, uh, I guess, man manifestation of... Of Ashtar Pratis. What? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. We, we ask, where else do we see this? Yeah, where else do we see in classical sources so clearly saying, saying that... There's prophecy saying who is the right one, and there's uh, there's the divine orchestration of different of matches. <laughs> this is I'm saying, but besides from marriage, where else do we see that the divine providence is taking such an active role in their lives? It's, this is this is almost unprecedented, where you have an idea or a part of our lives, an important part of our lives where the Talmud or the classical sources are telling us there's somebody or some force that's helping you in this area, this challenging area that, 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 you, that you face in your life. Isn't that with God in general? Yeah, but with general, but this is more specific. It means there's specifically for you, Gary, either, right? Either there's actually a soulmate and God's going to help you find that soulmate if you want. Or uh, the soulmate is just not, not, not there for you for whatever reason, and then you'll have what's known as a secondary soulmate, which is a soulmate that's, you know, that's, that's, that's perfect for you, or almost perfect for you, nearly perfect for you. Nearly perfect. And God will help you find that one. But it's unprecedented, the idea of God helping us in such a, in, in, in such, um, in such, what's so funny, Brian? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, but I like his point, though. He said that, you know, our, our forefathers, do you see that? Do you see that uh, attraction of when souls collide? When the majority of the time you see it's being matched or, you know, or it comes... Well, know. I have a, more, a much more personal um, example. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was reading one of my grandfather's diaries uh, this week. Um, and he, and I, I noticed that... My grandfather was born in Germany, and my grandmother was born in Lithuania, and they met in Sweden. Like that's a highly unlikely, correct? My my mother, my mother was born in Brooklyn. My father was born in this small, dusty little town in the middle of Israel, middle Israel, and somehow they met. In Jerusalem. And I was born in the United States. Ah. My wife was from Canada. And we met in Jerusalem. And each one of these stories, independently, are the most outlandish, um, highly improbable stories that you'll ever hear. My grandfather ended up in Sweden itself. He writes the story of how he ended up in Sweden. 
so incredibly un improbable. Well, he actually survived the war in Sweden. But it's so highly improbable how he ended up there. And my grandmother, she made, he writes, he writes the decisions that she made. She had a ticket out of the death camps. She had a way out. And inexplicably, well, they were going to march back to Germany. Whoever got shoes was allowed to march. Whoever didn't get shoes was going to go to the extermination camp. My grandmother got shoes. Okay? She got the shoes. She had her ticket to freedom. But, inexplicably, okay, her whole family went to march. But inexplicably, she, because one of her friends didn't get shoes, she went back to the, uh, to the commanding officer and gave him back the shoes. And the guy looked at her. Are you, are you mad, ma'am? Are you insane? But she just did it. And, and my grandfather writes that she was just compelled. And she, 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 it's such a foolish decision that she made. But that set off a, a, a you know a a, um, a chain of events. Thank you. That brought her to Sweden, and boom, they met in Sweden. And highly improbable. And he said that this is an example, an illustration of how the chain of events will happen, and you'll have the opportunity. And like Dali says, it better not squander it. But you'll have an opportunity to meet that someone, that person who's right for you. It may be improbable, it may, it may be outlandish like this story, or like my mother, I spoke to my mother today, I called her up and said, Ima, what really happened? Okay? <laughs> I want to know, I'm talking about it tonight. What really happened? Because she, okay, she was 17 years old. I was like, uh-oh, someone's getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she was 17 years old, okay, from Brooklyn, and she had finished high school. So her, with a bunch of her friends, they went to Israel, okay? Now my dad, who's a cool guy, Israeli, okay, but grew up like in the, in the, in the, in the smallest city with like, you know, two dirt roads in the city. But somehow, he learned to speak English. Now, he spoke English in a time in Israel, everyone speaks English now. But this is, remember, this is the early 70s. Nobody spoke English in Israel. Nobody. He learned to speak English. How he did it, I don't know. It's probably very accented. No, I know this, this, this is the next point. I don't know how he spoke English or how he learned it. But my mother told me today, she says, when she met him, she did not know that he was Israeli. So she said... Today you would know he's Israeli. She said to me, she said, Yaakov, I did not know he was Israeli. If I knew he was Israeli, I wouldn't talk to him. She told me. Today, I spoke to her today. I can give you your phone number. If you don't trust me, you can call yourself. Okay? And, and she, he was like, he, was a, he, was a cool, he was a cool kid and he had a motorcycle and he gave her some rides on the motorcycle and, and he was speaking to her in English, in fluent English. Somehow he learned fluent English. And somehow, okay, now, she went back to America and they, he, he maintained a relationship with her, I don't know, through letters or whatever, and they, he decided that they're getting married. They want to get married. Her and like her parents <laughs> put up the biggest, and my mother says, <laughs> she says today, we know that teenagers have beef with their parents, and so it's nothing wrong. Some people have it, some people don't. She said that if her mother didn't make such a big deal, she would have dropped it anyhow. <laughs> but their mother made such a big deal about it, so she said, okay, we're going, we're going, we're going. And like, 
and 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 they got married. What well, they, they they got married. And, you know, when he was twenty, she was eighteen. But after like a year and a half after they met in Israel, uh, randomly, randomly, and somehow she, you know, she he spoke English, which is a mystery to himself. How he taught himself English. He spoke English to the degree she didn't know, notice, and they ended up married, and that's why I'm here. Otherwise, it would just be uh, the world we be missing there, the brilliance. Of. <laughs> <laughs> right. But think about how many different things, and in your own stories, we have Mark over here, right? Mark's dad grew up in, in South Africa, and his mom grew up in Israel. Had they meet? Also a crazy story, right? And they're happily married, what, 40 years later? And uh, my wife and I, the way we, uh, this is a real story. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, like this. My, I was twenty years old, or yeah, and my brother was twenty-two years old. I wonder which version you're going to tell. It was a true story. Now, this woman who lives in Jerusalem. She is a matchmaker. She's a matchmaker. She, but she, what she does is like, um, anyone here has ever. Play darts. <laughs> yeah, darts. Okay, so you know what you know the the dart uh, stock picking. How they pitch stocks? They throw darts at, at like a list of stocks. And that's what they buy. That's what she does because she doesn't know anyone, or she doesn't know at least. And she just throws a dart, and she just makes phone calls, and she gets lucky, or she's just a hand. She knew me. She she knew you. Okay, like this. Okay, she called up my mother about my brother, who's two years older than me. And she said, oh, I have this girl, whatever, maybe she, she introduced them, whatever. And my mother says, uh, well, he's actually just got engaged, this male older brother. But, but, I have a younger son. Okay, now this woman, not only does she not know anything about me, okay, to this day, she can't pick me up, at, she can't pick me out of a police lineup. She doesn't know anything about me, literally, nothing. Okay, but it happens to be, this happens to be, she, no, she didn't know my family. Remember, throwing darts at the nothing. I don't know how she knew. She probably heard about his she brother. She heard whatever. Someone else. So called. She called the, my well, mother-in-law about. Anyhow, Chaya, when Chaya spent two years in, in seminary in Israel, so she befriended this lady's neighbor, right? Next door neighbor. Next door neighbor, <laughs> and so she knew her. Uh, I don't know. Right? A little bit, right? You know, when you have a friend and the friend has a neighbor. Right? And they sometimes come over to watch the game. Like, so you know them a little bit? Right? That's how well she knew Chaya. And she happens to have known that Chaya was coming to Israel the following week. And she says, ha! The dart hit, right? She threw the dart. And, and she introduced, or she introduced me, who she does still, till this day doesn't know, doesn't know anything about me, to Chaya, right? The, the odds, I'm saying, once again, it's just unlikely, highly unlikely, um, but the Almighty is going to orchestrate a way for you to meet the person. That's what it means. When it says, Ein Mizavdum, we don't, the, the divine doesn't orchestrate, doesn't arrange uh, for two people to, uh, to, uh, to meet either, uh, the, the divine orchestration arranges that people should meet either as per their souls, 40 days before the fetus, there's a prophecy. It means that these souls are sister souls. They go together. Somehow God will find, take the boy from Germany, the girl from Lithuania, make them meet in Sweden in the most unlikely of circumstances. Or take the, you know, take the Moshav kid from Israel and the city girl from Brooklyn and somehow let, let, let his charisma win her over 
against against any rational or reasonable. Um, like my mother grew up in, in a city in Brooklyn. Okay, they got married. They moved to Israel to his little dusty moshav. Could you imagine meeting someone from? Uh, uh, I think it was exotic place from French Polynesia, and just moving to their little uh, to the little village there. That's what she did. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't mean that practically. It has to always be so crazy. No, like when you meet this person <laughs> who's divinely orchestrated to, that you're supposed to meet them. Doesn't mean that like oh there's like stars like around there around them like oh I met I it means met you him. have an opportunity. But it, in hindsight, when you look back, you can see that there were events that led to that. Obviously, we were supposed to meet each other. It's not like when you're going into you know like when you're driving a car, you don't like say like oh, I'll just close my eyes and like whatever's supposed <laughs> to be will be. You know, if I'm supposed to crash into another car, you know, what will happen whether or not my eyes are open or they're shut. You know, obviously, when you're going in, you have to just make the right decisions and you have to. Think things through with all the five C's that we learned. <laughs> five C's. Anyone here for the five C's class? Just but, um, five C's. Um, five C's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. You you have to make logical decisions and be smart about it. But in hindsight, you could think like, oh, this was for sure. <laughs> but the idea is that I, I I look at it as a, a government program, right? You know, the, there's, there's uh, binding government programs and there's optional government programs. I think of it as like healthcare in, in Israel, socialized medicine in Israel. Um, like in Canada, for example, in Canada, there's socialized medicine, but there's no opt-out clause. You can't say, oh, I want to have my own insurance. But in Israel, there's socialized medicine, but you can have your own insurance. I, I, I find this idea to be like Israeli medicine. That you could say, it's, it's like a, a free benefit that comes from being a human. One of the benefits of being part of the Almighty's world is that they'll help you. It, it, think of it as like a career, career coach or a college a guru. What's the, the guy who helps you decide which college to go to? Never heard. Uh, what? what? Counselor. Uh, college counselor, something like that. It's, it's an offer to help. You could say, like Eliana says, Eliana talked about earlier, you could say, oh, I want to make decisions myself. Or you could just... Uh, be uh, either ignorant or not take the opportunity, uh, like Dahlia said, um, and and not and not use it and miss out. You could have the opportunity to miss out, or you can say I don't want it, and you don't, and, and, and then you just you, you'll you'll go on your own. But the idea is is that we live in a very in a very uh, populated world. Okay, there's lots of people here. There's few, or maybe even a couple, or maybe even one people that are perfect for us, that will help us, it will be the best marriage, it will be the marriage that, that built to last, um, it will give us the most, most chances for successes, but how do we meet those people? It's a very large universe, there's lot, very populated, there's lots of people, lots of Jews, where there's, and that's an overwhelming question, especially if we, if we take this idea of sister souls and we want to find the missing half, and there's, there's lots of people in the world, how are we, how are we going to find that missing half? This piece of Talmud is telling us is that there is, you're not alone. In this pursuit, you're not alone. God will give you the opportunity, if you want, you can opt out, have the opportunity, and at some point you'll come across, God will arrange a, uh, that you'll, you'll meet this person, and then you could either take the opportunity, or you could say, I'll, 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 I'll pass. You could say, I'll pass. And the idea is, like Chaya said, that you, you have to 
do your due diligence. You can't just close your eyes and say, hey, uh, if it's a warm body and uh, the person's alive, well, it can't go wrong, right? God's in control here. <laughs> and indeed you can. Um, there is, uh, I believe, ample evidence to that. Um, but you have to do to the, to, you know, to, the, to the best of your abilities. You have to find out as much as possible. You have to, be, you have to do your due, your due diligence. But ultimately, ultimately, God, the, uh, the idea of, of the orchestration, they're here to help you. And they're here, and, and you're not alone. And otherwise, it would be too daunting of, I think, too daunting of a process. If we, were, if we were really serious about this, and we're making decisions here, uh, we're making decisions that have the most repercussions of any decisions that we'll ever make. The, the, the decision of who you marry or who you settle down with, that decision is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. And if you make a wrong decision, if you make a bad decision, you're going to pay for it big time. So we want to make sure that when, that when we're ready to make a decision, we don't screw up. And the idea is, is that you're going to have help. It's too big of a decision. It's too difficult a decision to make by yourself. At one point, you'll come across the person that's right for you. And, uh, and, and you'll have the opportunity. Don't squander it. You have the opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to get what you deserve. And actually, part of my grandfather's diary, back to the diary, he also, he too faced resistance. Means my, like, uh, my grandmother comes from a very prestigious Lithuanian like rabbinic family. Think of it as like the Kennedys of Lithuanian rabbinic Jewry, right? You don't the Kennedys the Kennedys have? Not the Kennedys, uh, the Rockefellers. <laughs> think, of, think of the Ro- the Bushes. Ah, Bush, uh, right? Was it, was it last name? What? Grzynski. But, but that's the idea of, of like rabbinic families in Lithuania. That's the family that she came from, like the Rockefellers. Like, and... Well, her dad was killed in the war. Her dad was, had a big yeshiva in, in, in uh, Slabotka, a town in Lithuania. And, but she had all, like, the students, and everyone was, like, looking out for her. And my grandfather was, like, he was, like, uh, well, people don't know who he was. In the end, he was, he was greater than everyone else, but, in the end. But, um, and everyone's, like, don't do it, don't do it. And she, she faced tremendous pressure not to marry him. And so much pressure that after the war, we know that the, the, the state of Israel was only founded three years after the Holocaust was over. So during those three years, it was almost impossible to get into, the, into Israel, to get a visa into Israel. They managed to get a visa to slip her away from Sweden so she shouldn't uh, get engaged to him. Okay? So now, uh, people told him, people said to him, you better quickly get engaged before she leaves seal the deal before they convince her out of it. And he said, and he said that, and don't help her. Don't help her get, leave before it's done. So he, he writes in his, in, his, in his diary that he adamantly refused. He says, if this is the right one for me, if indeed, this is, then, then God will make it possible, available, in, in, you know, in a dignified manner. You don't have to do it stealthily. You don't have to do it covertly. You know, in a basement quickly before she leaves and gets in the flight with a boat to Israel. And indeed, she went to Israel, and she ended up winning over the detractors, and they brought them, and, and, and they married, and they lived, they lived for, what, 70 years, 50 years, and, you know, she's still around. Uh, I got all impressed with her from reading the diary. Got to give her a call. But, but, uh, but, but that, that, was his, 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 that was his philosophy. If it's the right one, you won't lose it. 
If you blink, or if you blink, but if you if ignore it, well, if you're stupid, then. <laughs> no, it's not like if you don't make the but, right decisions. And yeah, stupid. if you don't squander, if you don't mess up, it'll be available for you. If you make the right decisions, you have your eyes wide open. Don't go blind. Don't go driving with the blindfolds on. Right? Do your do your due diligence, but ultimately you'll have the opportunity to make it right. That's what this piece of Talmud is saying. That's what the word basharat means. Basharat doesn't mean oh, there's only a soulmate. We say we see we see evidence here that, there, that there's a first match and a second match. There may indeed be this idea of that one soul that's perfect for you, but that's not every case. And in most in most situations, um, or many situations, I would I would guess that the first match doesn't exist. And then we we we, we you know the, the recourse is the second match, which is the most perfect or the closest one, but. Regardless, there are people that are compatible with us and people that are incompatible. We will have the opportunity to meet either the ideal one, the perfect, 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 or close enough. And uh, and like and like Dali says, we better not, we better not squander. If one shot, one opportunity. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and uh, and that's that's. Um, uh, that, yeah, that's the idea. Um, I was thinking, this is just a controversial opinion alert, um, just quickly, just a crazy idea, I don't know if it's true, we'll see, we'll crowdsource it. It doesn't say, okay, in the prophecy, doesn't say, the announcement of the prophecy doesn't say, this guy to this girl, this fetus to this, uh, what does it say instead? Anyone noticed? Did anybody notice that? Everybody knows what it says? Huh? It says the daughter. It's a strange, curious thing. There's a prophecy announcing who the perfect, perfect mate is for this person. And it doesn't say, well, it doesn't say this girl, this girl fetus to this guy fetus, or conversely. All it says is this guy to the daughter of this person. Why doesn't it say specifically which one of the daughters? Why does it say to, why does it name names? Like once it's a prophecy saying, you know, whatever this declaration is, let it be more specific. What do you say, Ryan? You hear the question? It yeah. Could be multiple daughter. Well, that's exactly the problem. You don't know which one. Like Rachel and Oh, interesting. But what I think this is once again controversial opinion alert. Maybe. It's possible, what I was thinking, this is, remember, we're crowdsourcing, you see what you guys think. You could say, uh, Rabbi Wolby, I don't agree with that, and I think you're wrong. And that's fine. And I appreciate that. But this is just an opinion, I don't know if it's true. Um, but it's possible that maybe this whole idea of a single soulmate, of two halves of one whole, of one soul split at birth, maybe that's not necessarily true. Maybe, um, maybe the souls are... It says the daughter of so-and-so. It means like uh, someone with these characteristics. It's much more general. It's less specific. Because ideally, there isn't just one person that, that, that you're ideally fit with. There's many, many, many people that you, that you could potentially meet. And they're also ideal. And it says the, the, the daughter of so-and-so because it's much more of an, an inclusive, uh, inclusive uh, terminology. It's like, we're, not, we're not saying there's only one specific person that's perfectly ideal. There's many, many people. That's my opinion. Anyhow, but the but the over but but the takeaway the takeaway idea of the evening 
is that we will encounter at some point in our lives, if we want, and if we don't squander, we'll have the opportunity to meet someone or the someone who is the perfect person for us and the person that we want, if we want to settle down with someone, uh, that's the right person for us to settle down with. We could squander it, we could be foolish, we could ignore it, but, uh, but we'll have the opportunity. Uh, and, and I think it's, 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 it does, it's a, like a calming effect, it was for me at least, but it, it's, it's, very, it's very much, um, you know, it, it's overwhelming to think about how many people there are in the world, and if there's only one, that's for me, it's very overwhelming. Because, how do you know? People, you, there's no, like, you can't, like, fit in, like, a puzzle piece, like, which, which puzzle piece really fits in, or which... How do I know what my soul is, what the other person's soul is, and how do I know what we're not going to mess up, and who knows what's going to happen five years from now, and who knows what I'm going to discover about the person that'll make it, you know, make, make it, uh, uh, you know, make it go downhill and make it sour, and maybe there'll be kids, and gosh, what a mess, right? To me, to me the other way around, just chill out, and when the time comes, you'll Yeah, but when the time comes, and I know that this may or may not have been true for me, but when the time comes, I was... Very, very nervous because when I like this decision, you make it. It's a serious decision, okay? Anytime you're saying I am willing to marry someone, it's a very, very serious decision, and it's 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 binding and it lasts forever and it's on your record. <laughs> it's in your record. <laughs> and if you mess up, if you mess up, then the 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 the. Uh, the effects, the after effects, are, are you know can be very harmful, very deleterious. Um, and the thing that calmed me the most was this idea that I'm not making this decision myself. I'm not accepting the burden of responsibility of such an important decision. This is this is all the orchestration of God. God God made it that we should meet. Everything seems right. Everything seems fine. The five C's are there. I did my due diligence. I did as much or as good of a, of a, of a job in, 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 in scouting out as possible. From here on out, it's, 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 not, it's not in my hands. I, I, so, so, so that's the idea. And, uh, and I hope everyone here uh, who wants to settle down at one point um, doesn't, doesn't miss their opportunity and uh, cashes in. Uh-huh. If you have any questions, you can ask Rabbi Wolby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what are the five C's? What is that? Oh, that's compatibility, color clarity, color clarity, But the five, uh, the five C's are, are the five actually keys, but they're spelled with a C. They all start with the letter C. Um, that determine the health or the longevity, success of a, of a marriage. Uh, because uh, an exhaustive research, an exhaustive research of why marriages fail has determined that they fail for one of five reasons. All of them begin with the letter C. You want to hear them just for, for kicks? Yeah? Kicks for kicks? Compatibility? I might forget all of them, okay? If they're not compatible, they may, it, may, it may not work out. If they are compatible, that's obviously going to go a long way to make it. Make that, and that's this idea of the souls being compatible, whatever, right? Commitment. 
they're committed to each other, to the relationship, even though there may be bumps in the road, even though there may um, be an acclimation period, even though there may be difficulties, and they may, they may have to, uh, to make concessions, but they're committed. Uh, commitment. Com- very good, kill. Common goals. And what are the last two? No, chemistry is part uh, of part of <laughs> communication. And what's the last one? You no, got the first word. First four and complete sexual and emotional fidelity. You have all those five. You're guaranteed with the wall be guaranteed of a successful marriage. Um, and uh, if you have four, maybe then most likely. If you have none, disaster. But, I mean, that's the other part of the soulmate thing is just like. Find, like finding the opportunity, but then sometimes people actually find it, and then they go wrong after that. Well, yeah, because only two, only two of the five C's are actually before the marriage, or like selecting the right person, which is common goals and compatibility. Commitment is the attitude that people have in marriage. If people are committed to the marriage, I had a friend, I said this story before, I'll say it again, because it's the most harrowing story you'll ever hear in your life. I was on the golf course with a friend of mine, um, who told me, quote, he wants to get married for the first time so to get that one out of the way. To get that, to get that marriage out of the way so he, he can... He can uh, want, uh, uh, it's a true story. <laughs> Indeed, it's a true story. But that is an attitude that's, that exists. Um, obviously, it's an extreme case, but that's an attitude that exists where people are not committed to a marriage. They say, I do till death do us part, but they don't really mean it. And sometimes people are more willing to say till death do us part than to say, oh, a tiny little uh, scribble will do us part. Mm-hmm. Right? It's easier to die a martyr than to live a you know, life. Man, everyone dies, not everyone really lives. According to my William. That's not true. It says in the Torah that Sarah lived. That who? It says in the Torah that Sarah lived. It's the wrong person that lived. Oh, no, that's. No, I said, oh, I was quoting from William Wallace. Everyone dies, but not everyone really, really lives. Nobody picked that up? Okay. Anyhow, any questions? Any more questions? Thank you all for coming. We'll see you all next week. Uh, Best of luck, Max, Argentina. So send us pictures. We meet a really nice Jewish girl. And we'll celebrate with you. And Ryan, good luck uh, in uh, residency. Thank you. Ryan's flying back to uh, Arizona. Yep. And uh, in about two and a half years, built to prescribe, give us prescriptions for whatever we want. Could you prescribe Yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for the decision. Residency is once you graduated med school. Oh, so you could give me prescriptions? Oh, I really don't need any, Rabbi. I don't know. I'm just a case. And thank you all, and best of luck with all your relationships, especially long-term ones. Those are the determining relationships, you know, make our lives better or worse.